Hello, everybody. In this first segment of the podcast, I'll be talking about the remote learning environment that we find ourselves in during the global pandemic. And my initial impressions are of mixed emotion in that I appreciate the willingness of the school districts to adjust the curriculum and the instructional options that have been put out there for those that are concerned about their personal health or their family's health or or other close loved ones that may be uh, living with them or in close interaction with them on a on a frequent basis. And that that is excellent. Um, I like how the schools are complying and enforcing uh, the mask man- mandate as put down from the the state government to keep everybody safe and everybody's working really hard to do the best that they can to take care of all of our students Um, it is a lot of work as an educator i don't ever feel like i had a whole lot of free time anyway and now even less so but in order to do what is best for all of our students remote and in person, then it's going to take a a little extra work and a little extra time. And so there are positives and there are negatives in that we're all doing the best we can to take care of everybody um, and make sure that they get what they need, whether it be in person or remote. However, I also feel like there is no substitution for in-person instruction from a licensed professional educator and also the the school day for a lot of kids is the best part of their day they look forward to it um it might be the only time that they eat all day is when they're at school it might be the only time that they have a positive adult role model in their lives um is when they are at school and if some of those are put into the remote learning by their custodial adult or guardian, then then that would not be good for them. So overall, I can see the benefits of having that option, absolutely. And I also see some potential setbacks, um, but it's the current state that we find ourselves in and we just kind of have to do what we can and do our best to adjust. In this segment, I will highlight my favorite parts of the remote learning opportunities that our students are being given. Um, First and foremost, I I am a fan that it is an option for those that do not feel comfortable um, sending their child to a place with a a high population density for an extended period of time throughout the day. Um, There's a lot of risk built into that in terms of sanitation uh, will the other students be compliant with the mask mandate will your own kid that you are sending to school comply with the mask mandate um, so I, I definitely see reasons for putting students into a remote learning environment from a parental point of view um, so so i'm a fan that, that is an option and from a, a teaching perspective over the years uh, I've always 
had a list of things that I wanted to do. I wanted to look into, I wanted to try out and digitizing my curriculum was one of those things on that ever growing, never ending list that I can never fully complete. And so now it's, it's rough in terms of time management and workload, but I am able to do something that I've been thinking about doing for several years now in that I am digitizing all of the, the lessons for all of my classes. And so now, uh, and some of them are more rough around the edges than others. uh, Although we did get a little mini practice run last spring. And so it is getting better, uh, but it's not well polished as of yet. Uh, So, I've always wanted to digitize my curriculum because if I had it in a digital format, then I don't have to worry about being out and having a sub in as much. Uh, There's no replacement for in-person instruction, although a digital version of myself is better than just look through these notes and do this paper. Um, So I do like that I'm kind of being forced into digitizing everything right now, given the circumstances, because that's something that I've been wanting to try out and and play around with for a long time. So that's got to be my my favorite part from a uh, educational perspective, although it is a lot of work. And last but not least, my least favorite aspects of remote learning. other than removing a student from the brick and mortar classroom that I believe there's no replacement for in terms of direct instruction and having a a licensed content area specialist there on scene, ready to interact and help with no delay. Um, Other than there being no real digital replacement for that in terms of like the, the teacher side of things, the professional side of things, it's like, oh my God, I am busy. Uh, as a teacher, I never really had a lot of time where I just said like, oh my goodness, I have so much free time to like do all these things that I want to do. Um, I have so much time to try out all these new resources and technologies and really dig deeper into the content. Um, see if I can play around with different modes of presentation um, that that was never a luxury that I had uh, was time. And now that is even more exacerbated by the whole, okay, so you're teaching your regular classes. You also have to di- digitize everything for everybody because the remote learners are getting the same exact stuff your in-person cl- uh, students are. Um, also, we have to have a attendance tracker based on how much work you get, uh, equaling how many days they miss for the remote people. Um, we're going to have to sanitize everything. Um, your kids with IEP, they're going to need their accommodations and modifications. And so you have so much to do and not a lot of extra time. So fortunately we have no students on Fridays. It is a, full work day, take care of the remote stuff, get your remote curriculum for the following week, 
digitized, ready to roll for those remote kids. Get that ready. Catch up on remote learner grades. Look at what they've submitted. Grade it. Give it back to them. Put it in progress book. So that's nice. Um, if, if we didn't have that full day, I don't know if this would even be a workable model for remote instruction because even with that full day, uh, after a couple meetings in the morning and, and working for the next maybe six hours or so, it was time to go home. And I was like, this is, this is not enough time. I, it, it never really is, even in a normal circumstance. Uh, like I'd said, there, there's at no point in my career I've ever said, wow, I have so much extra time that I can just relax and do whatever I want and look around and explore and experiment with things. And so right now, stress is high. Uh, the time crunch is at a, a record high, but we're going to push through and, and do what we can, but hopefully things will get back to normal at least at the beginning of next year, if not hopefully in the second semester.